Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. For obvious reasons, we keep this place as gloomy as possible. Welcome to Mind Poppers Podcast. We are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies. Once you get used to these grim surroundings, you'll never leave. Nobody ever does. We continue now with tonight's case, Conspiracy. Now, right now, listen. Welcome back, Mon Petit, to the Mind Poppers Podcast. Let's get this dread. If you are a new listener to the podcast, then welcome home. This is a safe space where we talk about some interesting, unusual, and oftentimes some fucked up shit to make us laugh, but more importantly, to make us think. On the last episode, we had Jenny Claffey and Lindsay Hamilton from the It Gals podcast, where we lay some conspiracy theories on the table. If you haven't listened to that, then go listen now because it will be a good appetizer for this week's episode which is a look into what became known, okay, quote-unquote, as the most violent haunting in Europe, often compared to, you know, if we go stateside, to Amityville, you know? I'm sure a lot of... We haven't covered that on this podcast yet. I feel like it's been overdone, you know? If you want to learn more about it, then watch that terrible, terrible, terrible movie, um... I think it's on Netflix. Ryan Gosling actually is in it. Not Ryan Gosling. Who's the other Ryan Gosling? The more evil Ryan Gosling. Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, he's in it. It's a terrible movie, but it might give you a bit more of an insight into what's going on. So today's episode, it's a haunting, okay? We're haunted. Um, So basically, there's a lot of moving parts to this. I mean, not a lot, okay? But it will all tie together nicely. So... Jean and Joe Pritchard moved into 30 East Drive in Yorkshire along with their two children, Philip, who was 15, and daughter Diane, who was 12, in 1966. Everything was fine. Until it wasn't. You see, the Pritchards didn't know that their home sat on a dark secret, a secret so terrible that it would change their lives forever. But before I can tell you their story, we need to take it back. We need to talk about the Black Monk. In 16th century England, there were many monks, men who devoted their lives to serving God. Being a resident of a local monastery meant that you were provided with a roof over your head and food in your stomach. Neither of which, by the way, were a guarantee to the common people of medieval England. Am I going to cry for England? No. But it wasn't a guarantee. Being a monk meant that you were up early every morning doing monk shit, I guess. I mean, this isn't a podcast about monks, okay? I think it's safe to assume these guys were walking around in their brown robes. 
praying, working on the grounds of the monastery, some of them copying manuscripts, and others working away in the kitchen preparing meals. Monks and nuns were often respected members of the community for the work that they did for the people. Monks sewed clothes and educated the children of aristocrats. All in all, monasteries seemed to be a pivotal part of every village. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Try and tell me those monks weren't diddling the rich kids. <laughs> I mean, hashtag not all monks. But I think it's safe to assume that some of them are diddling the rich kids. Um, okay, look, I'm, I'm getting off topic. <laughs> but let's just say the majority of the monks were good, God-fearing men. But... Like everything in life, where there is light, there is always shadow. In these shadows lurked a monk in Yorkshire. A black sheep. While the rest of the monastery was preparing for hot monk summer, this monk had lured a young girl away from the village, where he proceeded to rape and murder her. These heinous crimes would not go unpunished. The monk was brought to the local gallows and hung. However, for the locals this wasn't enough. The people were so disgusted by the evil deeds carried out by this monk that they carried his lifeless corpse from the gallows and tossed it down a local well refusing to bury him in holy ground in the hopes that his soul would be lost forever. And dramatic pause. Well, what were you guys expecting, okay? This is a tale of a haunting, okay? You know that some terrible shit is going to happen, or have happened. I think that is safe to assume. So what does this monk have to do with the Pritchard family? More on that later. The events that took place in 30 East Drive left such an impression that the house is now rented out for people longing to have the paranormal experience of a lifetime. You can actually go to Yorkshire and and rent this house out for the night, okay? And it's actually, it's not too expensive if you're dying to have this, this paranormal encounter. A lot of people go and stay there. The place is like really booked out and it's still running today. I mean, I guess it's closed for covid but you can go and you can go and stay in this property, which I think would be great. I'd I'd love to do that. I'd love to take the Ickals over to England and, and set up for the night. But the two of them are pussies in, in terms of the paranormal. The owner, okay, who owns the house, he actually is a director, of, and he actually had made a film about the haunting of the house when the lights go out. It's called. He actually bought the house after filming. So he could do like the whole red carpet for the movie launch actually at the property. Um, but he rents it out now. Um, and he actually warns people not to stay in the house because of the things that have gone on in there. Um, he himself, he's never stayed in the house and he vowed that he never would. It's, it's become like a tourist attraction at this stage, especially amongst the, the paranormal and skeptics alike community. Um, But before we talk about what went down in the house, let's take a quick tour so that we can paint a picture in your mind. Let me just power up the Mind Poppers transporter. Oh my God, it's happening. Oh my God. 
is my first time using the new transporter. It's absolutely state-of-the-art technology, you guys. Oh my God. Oh my God, I can feel it. It's, 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 it's very, it's like my booty hole is tingling, but it's all over. The sensation's moving all over, you guys. Oh my God. Uh, oh, no, no, oh my God. I can feel it, guys, you guys. My booty, my booty hole is in Yorkshire right now. My booty hole is, and I'm still, I'm still in Ireland. Oh my God. Oh my God. You guys, it's happening. It's fucking happening, you guys. Oh my God. And we're here. Okay, we're here in Yorkshire. Um, so the house itself is a red brick house. I'm standing outside it right now. Um, it's a council estate. <laughs> I kid, I kid. Um, all right, well, look, while I'm here, let me just mosey on up the driveway. Um, oh, my God, you guys, the neighbor's looking at me. Um, okay. uh, hi. <laughs> How are you? Hi. I, I, yeah, yeah, no. I, scorch. Yeah, you're right. It's a scorch. <laughs> yeah, it is roasted. Oh, my God. You'd be so, oh, my God. Go on, go on. Fucking bitch. All right, I'm inside, you guys. I'm inside. Okay, so I'm coming through the hall. Stomp, stomp, stomp. I've arrived. Um, I'm in the living room basic enough you know very basic like old kind of typical couch you'd see in your in your late grandmother's house um oh you know what's odd what i'm noticing inside the property right now you guys is puddles there's puddles on the floor not really sure what that means okay maybe there is some sort of leak i don't know um but i don't have much time before the transporter will just suck me right back to ireland that's how it works so before I completely fade, I better check it out. There's puddles on the floor. Very basic sitting room. Okay. There's a cold room in here. Cold as in like cold for the fire. I'm getting like a, some bad juju off that. All right. I don't really want to go in. So I'm just going to stomp up the stairs. Stomp, stomp, stomping up those stairs. Okay. I'm seeing, there seems like there's three bedrooms. Okay. And a shitter. There's definitely a Jax up here. I can smell it. Okay, so I'm in what I believe to be the parents' bedroom. I'm ooh, there is a chill in the air. I'm, 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 I'm getting some. I'm getting some bad energy, some bad juju again. I'm not into. Oh my god, I'm out in the hallway again, you guys. And there is some kids' toys on the floor. A little doll. I could have sworn that was in here when I walked up those stairs. All right, well, actually, beyond that door is a child's bedroom. Single bed. Kind of creepy, I will not lie. All right, I'm leaving, I'm leaving. Oh, there's the shitter. I was right, there was a toilet up here. Um, hmm, I'm, I'm getting some bad energy off this toilet as well. I mean, all in all, you guys, it seems like your basic council house. Now, from looking around, this property hasn't been touched since since the last family lived here since this director bought the property it seems untouched for years it's like well, as soon as i stepped in here it feels like i was back almost like three decades ago there's no dishwasher nothing fancy like that it really is like stepping back in time i feel like this place has been preserved almost now i don't want to spend too much longer here i can't help but shake the feeling that there's, what's that? Thought I heard a little giggle. Like a, 
all right oh, oh my god i can feel it I'm, I'm fading you guys i'm fading that's all that the, the transporter could get me here from fading i'm fading <laughs> and i'm back i'm back in ireland i hope that painted a little picture basic red brick house it was small three bedrooms semi-detached the place looked like it has been untouched for years so that brings us back to the pritchard family so like we already discussed the pritchard family rocked up to 30 east drive in 1966. their arrival at their new home marked the start of a new chapter for the family the opportunity to settle down and a place for their family to grow together and in the beginning it was just that a happy home that promised a new chapter but unbeknownst to the Pritchards, the pages of that book were destined to take a dark turn it all started when puddles of water started to appear in the family's kitchen of course when these puddles started to appear the family presumed that there must have been a leak so they immediately contacted a local plumber to ensure that any potential water damage would be nipped in the booty hole however after a number of plumbers had called to the house they had all left feeling perplexed there was no leaking pipe there were no holes leaving the water in from the outside so by all accounts the water should not have been there what was even more confusing is that the water would appear out of nowhere and it would be gone just as quick as it had appeared so where was the water coming from according to reports the pritchard's family brought in the help of a land surveyor and combined with the old plans of the house he was able to offer one possible explanation on how the water could be invading the home. He said that the house appeared to be built on top of a well. Have you joined the dots yet? While else was located in the immediate vicinity of the preacher's home? The gallows. The gallows in which a monk who had allegedly raped and murdered a young girl was hung. The Pritchards were blissfully unaware of the dark secret their happy home was quite literally sitting on. From there, things only seemed to get stranger in 30 East Drive. The family would be gathered in the living room and a dark figure would be seen walking the hallway and past the doorway. They would hear it walk up the stairs. The doors of the house would start to open seemingly of their own accord. Objects would materialize and out of nowhere they would be gone. They'd be observed floating in the air but once again would disappear as fast as they appeared. Voices could be heard in the house even when all of the family were sat together. The voices would soon transition into low guttural growls. These voices and these growls sounded like they were coming from the very air itself. As time went on, the Pritchard family had given a name to the strange occurrences that were happening in the house. They called it Fred. If the Pritchard family were sitting around and a door happened to open by itself, then they would say, oh, that's Fred coming into the room. That's just Fred. The Pritchard family also called this entity Mr. Nobody. And you know what, and see, this is what just boggles the mind. Because you hear these stories of these families that, that they just accept that there's some sort of non-human entity that they are sharing their home with. 
and it's just like oh that's Mr. Nobody like imagine you're like a friend of the family and you've called over for like dinner and like you had a few bottles of wine so you decide to stay over and they start going on about Mr. Nobody imagine your arse planted on the couch with the family and you hear voices coming from upstairs like you're all sat down in the front room but you hear like talking upstairs i would be sat on that couch like who is having that conversation (laughs) seriously i would be like what the fuck (laughs) you know i would be freaked i would never forgive them for inviting me over um and you know what it's it's common advice in the world of the paranormal that you do not associate any name with these entities because it gives them power because you're actively acknowledging their presence and it's almost like a way of inviting them in. But I suppose at this stage, everything that Mr. Nobody was doing was relatively harmless. This would soon change. At this point in 30 East Drive, the only thing that frightened the family enough to leave the premises was one night when the family were sleeping and son Philip was asleep in bed. He was awoken in the middle of the night when he heard a thud in his room. Thud, 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 thud. He screamed out for his mother. And when she ran to her son's room to see what all the commotion was going on, she opened the door and she saw the heavy chest of drawers in her son's bedroom, reportedly just swinging from side to side. And this thing was heavy, okay? But it was just going up on one leg and down on one leg and up on one leg and down on one leg. She got Philip out of his bed and they went to sleep in the neighbor's home. But for an extended period of time, the unseen entity seemed to focus a lot of its attention on Philip. So soon as these unexplained happenings started, they stopped. There was a period of two years where the Pritchard family, they were left in peace. Presuming that Mr. Nobody had decided to, to move on into the next life or, or, or whatever. And, you know, the family was able to get back to some level of normality. But after two years of normal life, the activity started up again. The grandfather clock was thrown from the landing down the stairs in the middle of the night. Objects weren't just appearing and disappearing. Objects now were appearing and being violently thrown at the family. One night, Jean and Joe Pritchard lay in bed, sleeping calmly, when both awoke simultaneously for no apparent reason. But when they opened their eyes, they weren't met with the darkness of the night. They were met with a different kind of darkness. Both Jean and Joe said as they lay in their bed, a dark hooded figure was suspended over the two of them, not saying a word but just watching them. No face to be seen under the hood, only an empty and terrifying blackness. The Black Monk. The activity was back, and it was back like it had never been before. Since the entity had made itself known again, it seemed to focus most of its attention on the young daughter, Diane. Diane would be asleep at night and would suddenly wake up on her bedroom floor, with the mattress lying on top of her. 
This had happened on numerous occasions, and the altercation seemed to be growing in strength. Not only was Diane waking up on the floor with the mattress on top of her, which is strange, but the family reported that Diane was being dragged out of the bed in the middle of the night. The final straw for the Pritchard family was when they sat gathered in the living room one evening, trying their best to ignore the sounds of Mr. Nobody around the house. Suddenly, Diane, who was sitting on the floor, was grabbed by an unseen force by the neck and was dragged backwards up the stairs. When the family ran up the stairs after their daughter, they found her lying there, whimpering, with lacerations all over her throat. The family would douse the house in holy water in retaliation until they would witness the appearance of upside-down crosses being painted on the walls and all of the family's crucifix being shattered into pieces. The family were instructed to put garlic around the property, an old practice that was used to combat negative energy and evil spirits. The activity seemed to quieten down, but the family had had enough. They put the house on up for sale, though the activity had seemingly ceased. But there was a lot of bad memories in that house for the Pritchards. The house sat vacant for months, and the Pritchard lived elsewhere waiting for the house to sell. One evening, Joe Pritchard had returned to the property, months and months later, to finish clearing out the garden when his neighbour peeped over the wall and asked him who was renting the property. The neighbour said that she had heard what sounded like a TV playing late most nights. Joe turned around and said that the house had been empty and that they never owned a television. He looked his neighbour in the eye and said three words. It's starting again. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. So, where do we go from here? Was it the spirit of the evil monk plaguing the Pritchard family? Was Mr. Nobody the only presence in the house? Other reports speak of a man who died in the Pritchard family's bathroom. And also the spirit of a little girl who's often been reported interacting with paranormal investigators who spend a night at 30 East Drive. I wanted to speak to someone who has first-hand experience with 30 East Drive. So I decided to contact Jason while I was researching this episode. The audio might be a little jacked up in parts because this was an impromptu phone call that Jason let me record. Jason is the founder of the Yorkshire West Paranormal Group. 
and he's investigated the property on five separate occasions. Okay, so I'm going to try and get Jason on the phone. He's been at the property before and hopefully he'll be able to give us more of an insight. Hi Jason, it's Adam from the podcast. Hi there, you okay? Yeah, thanks very much for taking the call. Oh, it's okay. Appreciate it. Basically, I'm looking into the property and the history behind it, and I'm just doing an episode on it. But you've actually been there, I think you said, was it five times in the email? The team had that run, we've been there five times. I've also filmed there with a ghost, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Ghost I mentioned, it's on Amazon Prime. Uh, we actually filmed an episode there as well, so... Oh, cool. I would I definitely check that it's out. Quite, it's quite an interesting little place. It's, 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 it's an odd place. It's a house, obviously. <laughs> um, yeah, but we, we, we stayed there the whole night, so... I remember, like, I think it was New Year's Day, New Year's Eve. We, um, we slept there, and it was freezing cold, and there was no heating on. We stayed there the entire night. Because you have to bring your own bedding and stuff, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, there's, there's an odd blanket there and stuff, but they don't provide anything like that. No, it's just a... <laughs> You go in, it's also, there's there's like sofa in there, there's um, beds, the bedrooms, but it's just like mattresses on the bed and stuff. I've not I've not been there for about three years, so I don't know if it's changed any, anymore, but when I was there, it was pretty much just as it was. You're from the pictures I was looking at the website, it still looks, I mean, it still looks pretty much like it was God since the last time we lived in there. But you've been there between you and the team five times what do you think do you think there's something legitimate going on there or do you think it's hype or what what do you think's going on i i it's, it's definitely haunted it's got something there but i I've, I've never you see when you first go to his drive i mean i spoke to a couple of members of the team who went with me when you first go in, you first come around the corner you get that feeling inside that you know this is gonna be something else um but i think that's personally all the hype that you know you hear about yeah this is the worst house and some of my things that you know i've got butterflies before i even went in there but then some of my people went in and they went oh this is lovely in here i could actually quite live here <laughs> um, the first time i went there was only two of us who went there and our first reaction as, as investigators is to go in the coal shed um and i would say in about 20 minutes of being in there i actually got touched on the leg in there um which was very interesting and from that during my last, the, the, you know, all the investigations I've done there, I think there's mainly a little child in there than the, the monk. I've never seen the monk. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anything dangerous happen. I've never had anything that would put anyone off going in there. But I definitely think there is a gentleman in there, which is possibly um, the former owner and a child. But I've never seen anything menacing. And it's led me to think, is it is it really as haunted as, as people make out? then you get people who say yes it is you know they've had horrible things happen to them but i've just never had it in five five visits you know so (laughs) how many times do you go to a place before you say yes the monk's here yeah because the whole the whole i guess the whole folklore surrounding it is kind of goes back to the whole black monk story 
Um, I mean, it, that isn't that what a lot of the Pritchard family who lived there, they kind of based their experiences kind of all revolving around this menic, menacing figure that they called the Black Monk, which I think they later went on to call Fred or something. Yeah, yeah. they call it Fred, so that seems to me as well, is they're trying to personalise themselves with it, you know, they give it a name, mm -hmm. uh, they are trying to talk to it a lot, or, or things do happen. Um, I think the press called it Mr. Nobody as well, so it's yeah. Which sounds even more horrifying than the Black Monk. Yeah, yeah, Mr. Nobody, be more fearful of. But again, uh, it depends on who, what you look at and what you read. I mean, some people say um, it was a monk that raped and murdered a girl and threw her down the well. Some people said there was no monks even in that area. So it's really hard to pinpoint. I mean, I've stood in the living room where this well is supposed to be. Uh, we had the equipment in there. I had no readings on there whatsoever, you know, to say there was something paranormal there. Um, so it was very, um, it's very different to what people say. Um, also, if you watch the film, when the lights went out, it's a completely different house. The sets, the whole setup is completely different. So you go in there and you expect what you see on the film. It's not, it's, it's set out different, it's a different house. <laughs> so... the, the producer actually bought that house, didn't he? He did, he did, yes, he did. He, he bought it from that. And um, I think there's this team, well, I don't know, obviously now it's a lockdown, but there's teams in there every single night, um, which I personally think it ruins a, a location because it's, it's done too much. It's not giving it a chance to rest and, and for any spirits in there to build up again. Um, so, yeah, I, Black Monk, I don't know. I've never seen him, you know. I've seen the pictures on the wall. Um, I see pictures people have put on Facebook. I, I've looked at some of the books and stuff, and I'm still like, don't know. <laughs> yeah, because some of the photos that people have posted are crazy. You know, when you saw them and this whole story of the Black Monk, you would really kind of buy into the whole Black Monk situation very fast from those photos. You certainly would. Uh, some of the photos um, are very dubious. I mean, I looked at them and thought, you know, that that that's not nothing. Um, but again, people look at that and go, yeah, it's a ghost. Depending on, on what your perspective is. I mean, I, I go to places looking at debunking the location. My team goes out, we don't look at anything that's haunted. So we go in a place, it doesn't matter how haunted people say to us, we don't go in there and say, ghost, ghost, ghost. We look at, okay, what is it really? And we look at, uh, is it environmental? Is it the neighbors? Is it anything you know that could cause the noises, the bangs? But saying that, we were there filming and um, the door did open on its own when, when we were there. Um, and we know that that whole area was secure. I mean, we can't let no one go in there uh, when they're filming. So we know that they were in the living room. We were secure in the outside. No one went past us and the living room door opened on its own. No one went past us to do that. So that was quite interesting. The only thing about East Drive that I really hate is when you're trying to investigate, you get so many sightseers who dare each other to knock on the door yeah. or try to open the door while you're there or take pictures outside. That it's, it's, for it. it's like a tourist attraction. <laughs> it's really difficult to investigate sometimes. What do you think? Um, I, I know you kind of mentioned it a while ago, but you know the owner now, I, I presume it's still the same owner who bought it after he um, made the film. But they then they rent, yeah, and they rent it out like almost like you said every night um, yeah. for investigations or for whatever. What do you think if there was spirits there? Um, I mean, what what's your kind of consensus? The the guy who possibly died in was it in the bathroom? Yes, uh, the uh, uh, Joe 
Joe Pritchard, apparently. Yeah, yeah. In the bathroom. Now, I had some, I mean, it's a, it's a really funny colour bathroom. I think it was pink last time I was there. Um, but I, I've been in that bathroom, and it, it does have that eerie feeling to it. Yeah. Um, and the landing. Um, I And some people have said that when I was in when I was there and I was investigating some one of my guys said there were there was a shape behind me now they didn't say it was a monk or anything they say it looked like a gentleman and he just kind of disappeared um I do believe he's there um but it's his house you know he's, he has every right to be there um but I really think the more but the, the, the most I've got out of it is the little girl you know I think there's a little girl there um, she, we've had her rocking dominoes back and forth and things. Yeah. Very playful, very mischievous, very running around kind of things. You can hear her running around. Um, I also find East Drive, and, and one of my guys has already said this to me as well, is if you go with like eight or nine people, it can be very flat, it can be very dead. But if you go with like one or two of you, you're going to have a good night. Things do start happening. Uh, and things happen when you're packing up as well. Like we'll, we'll, be, up, we'll be downstairs putting all the kit. In, in the cars and stuff and you can hear running up and down upstairs and stuff and you know oh. there's no one up there <laughs> that's uh, weird <laughs> so it's definitely it's definitely for me it's, the, it's, it's a little for me it's more of a child than the monk but you know I'd love to go there and I'd, I'd love to see the monk you know I mean I've, I've really tried and I've just not seen him <laughs> yeah it's because it's it, you know it's weird because if you were to when I'm researching the, the property and people's experience and stuff a lot of the time, and I don't know just if it's just being sensationalized or what, but I've seen it a couple of times being referred to as um, the most um, what was the oh, the most violent history or sorry the most yeah. violent haunting in your in Europe. But it, it doesn't seem to be like that anymore. Not anymore, at least in terms of violence or whatever. I, well, I've, I've not seen it. Obviously, um, is it uh, was Diane the young girl who was grabbed by the hair and pulled up the stairs? Pulled up the I mean, stairs, I, I, yeah. I, that's terrifying for any child you know and we go to a lot of personal houses who, who where the children do suffer uh and to, to read them stories you know and no wonder the family friend if that was happening then you know they had every right to get out of there to protect the, the family um it's very it's very scary feeling but i i personally don't see it but again it could be because it's it's constantly done you know um, some teams are there all the time. Um, I, I personally know a person who's been there about 20 times uh, and he loves it. Uh, and when I say to him, what have you got? And he says, I've got a couple of knocks and bangs and things like that. <laughs> that's just like a normal, paranormal <laughs> thing. You well, know, it's not... That's the uh, thing. It's like, um, it's constant. Uh, I, I've been, I, I personally have been to some uh, residential houses in Bradford and in Leeds that have serious stuff going on and they don't go in the papers and say it's a blank we got yeah. that monkey you know what I mean mm -hmm. it's, they, they don't want people to know and uh, it's very it's very strange um, the hype that's got behind this I mean I've talked to some people who have been in the field a lot of times and I ask them and they say oh you've been to East Drive and I say yeah I've been five times and they'll say oh I've done it twice I say so what do you think of the way they all go rubbish <laughs> <laughs> um, and but then you'll speak to some people and they'll say, you've been, and they'll go, yeah, I loved it, absolutely, all sorts happened, best night of my life. So it really does depend on on what ha happens for you on the night. Um, and for me personally, I've just not experienced it to say it's it's, it's the most aggressive poltergeist in the world or whatever. Yeah. So it's, it, for me, it's not. Well, like they, um, they were comparing it to the American Amityville. But 
Yeah. The energy of the place must be affected in some way with people, with groups of people going in every night and, you know, doing the, the call outs and everyone going in there for that. Do you think if there was, say, the spirit of of an elderly gentleman, be it uh, Joe Pritchard and, and this younger girl, what do you think? I mean, like ethically or whatever in terms of like these teams going in it's constant you know like every night after yeah, night after I, night I, I personally you know, if i died and then and people keep on coming into me and saying can you move a ball can you turn these lights on i'd be absolutely fed up with it oh my god yeah, i know you'd be like, like fuck off <laughs> yeah pretty yeah pretty much because you you passed away you know it's it's your time for peace if you if you stayed there and you've not moved on for whatever reason then you still need to have some peace, you know. Uh, that'd be like someone coming to your house every single day for a cup of tea and a natter, and you think, oh, we're talking about the same thing over and over, and over. <laughs> yeah. again. You know, it would drive you insane. And even in the spirit world, it must drive them insane. Um, I don't know how they do it. And touch wood, I'm not going to be over that side for quite a while. Because I can't <laughs> tell them what they're feeling, but... Yeah, it must be horrible, and they must. They, for me, they need they need time to replenish. They need some yeah. energy back in back into them to do anything. And I can see why some people don't have any activity because if it's constantly all the time, do this, do that, do that, do this, do that, it's not going to happen. No, and I, no. And I've seen people as well as who are very disrespectful towards spirits. You know, they're very aggressive. They swear at them and stuff. calling them out, kind of you know, thing. It's yeah. not nice, you know. That's not nice. You don't talk to them like that. I always say to people, if you want some action, you talk to them like a human being, you know, and you might actually get something to happen. Uh, and say please, you know, it doesn't hurt to say please. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you get you get people who just don't who go in there. I ain't afraid of no monk and thing, and they go in there. They go swearing, they go everything, and it, it's just not great. Yeah, and then when the monk does yeah, appear, no they're gone. He goes and hides somewhere. If he wants to go hide in the toilet, fair play to him. I would as well, you know. Yeah. <laughs> These people are asking that all the time. And, and that was Jason. That was my conversation with Jason, who has investigated the property five times. Four with his team and, and one as part of um, a show that they were filming for Amazon Prime. And even you can see in Jason's experiences and his knowledge of the, the folklore of the property, you can even see some discrepancies in in my own research and his stories. You know, small details, but still. So we have to take into account, you know, how stories change, you know, over time and, you know, as they're passed on orally or whatever. But for some final thoughts and conclusions... I mean, Jason was, you know, suggesting that maybe it's the spirit of Joe Pritchard, who we've been talking about, who ended up staying in the property, you know, in trying to sell the house and ended up dying in the bathroom. And then we also have this spirit of, of the little girl. And you can go on it and you can see videos and, and I'll post pictures and videos um, on the Mind Poppers pod on Instagram when the, when the episode's out. Um, I'll post up pictures so you can get a look at the different videos. Because there are videos of people contacting or believed to be contacting this little girl. And this little girl is moving toys and moving a little ball across the room or whatever. So I guess for some conclusions and theories. The idea of the little girl. You know, we've seen this before in an episode. We've done a couple of episodes back where we looked at the haunting of the Annabelle doll. And if you remember from that episode we talked about that those people, you know, believed that they were in contact with with a little girl. 
And when they had the medium come in, the medium told them that this thing was never a little girl. This thing was actually never human. And that this demonic entity had only been kind of, I guess, outwardly expressing itself as a little girl in order to, you know, become closer to the occupants and win over the occupants. So are we looking at a case where now, while this spirit of the black monk bides its time and manifests itself as this little girl, and what is it about this property that seems to keep these spirits, you know, locked down? We have the spirit of this, I guess, menacing hooded figure, and I guess of this little girl, and maybe even of Joe Pritchard. You know, some people will say that because of where the property was located it was actually located on an old battlefield you know where wars would have been fought and some suggest that maybe the residual energy from you know all the death and all the loss and all the chaos that, that had gone on in this land and all the bloodshed you know could the remnants of that psychic energy be what's holding everybody to this location could it be the horrible the horrible deed the black monk carried out all those years ago where the villagers left his body trapped in that well forever so that his soul may never rest. Is it the well that is keeping all of these spirits locked down to 30 East Tribe? We don't know. You know, a lot of people will talk about, you know, the way the the entity, Mr. Nobody, focused a lot of its um, actions primarily on the children, Philip and Diane. Well, a lot of people will point to that as a poltergeist. And, and a poltergeist, believed by many, is not something that is necessarily a spirit or a ghost as we know it. But it's actually about energy. And especially the kind of energy that is released into the atmosphere from young children and teens. And, you know, that kind of teen angst. Apparently that period in our lives is is obviously as we know is very chaotic but but that energy can manifest in, in this kind of poltergeist activity was the occurrences of 30 east drive nothing more than the energy being released off diane and philip we don't know but you know what the activity wasn't just locked down necessarily just to this location the neighbors have also reported seeing these things it became common knowledge in the village, uh, or I guess in the town in 1966 when the Pritchard had moved in. The neighbours would come up to the family, according to reports, and be like, oh, you know, we need you to do something about Fred. And they'd say that because when they'd be, you know, in their homes, like watching TV at night or sitting down in the living room, the kitchen or whatever, it was, it was common amongst the neighbours to report this black figure running past the windows and running past the doors of their homes. Even the next door neighbour, because this house was semi-detached, even the, the next door neighbour to the Pritchard family, on occasions has have claimed that this figure has passed through their walls and they have seen this, 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 this black shrouded figure as well. So we really don't know and we might not ever get any definite answers on this. I mean, where has the violent spirit gone? Is it because there are so many people passing through the walls of 30 East Drive now, the fact that it's rented out for paranormal investigators because of its, of its infamous legacy? Is this being a drain? Is maybe this the only thing that's keeping this Mr. Nobody from being violent again, that drain on energy, you know? 
because what happened to Diane, you know, that was, that was heavy shit, you know, this little kid getting dragged backwards up the stairs and, you know, the way, the, the violent things that were going on. So maybe now all these people passing through are the only things that is keeping Fred under wraps. We really don't know. And, you know, it would be nice sometime in the future to go and look at this property myself. And, and I would do it. And again, I think it's interesting to, to look at all of these people coming in contact with this alleged little girl, you know? I mean, is this spirit of the little girl, the little girl from the Black Among story, who was murdered and raped? You know, is the spirit of this little girl stuck in an eternity of wandering 30 East Drive with the man who killed her? Are the two of those spirits stuck in the house? Joe Pritchard, is he still in the house? And you know what? People to say, you know, maybe the family was trying to cash in on something or whatever. This was before the Einfield haunting, the other big haunting in England. You know, this was really, it wasn't really an established art form yet, you know, where people were capitalizing on these alleged hauntings. And the interesting thing about the haunting of 30 East Drive is it wasn't just the Pritchards who had experienced this. It's on record that the neighbours had witnessed these paranormal events. Members of Parliament who had visited the house while the Pritchards were living there had witnessed these paranormal events. Members of the police force had, you know, bared witness to these paranormal events. I mean, I think, you know, the way it's leaning, I would say something for sure is not right about 30 East Drive. I believe that 30 East Drive is definitely sitting on a secret. But what really went on, we might never know. And like I said, I'm going to put up different pictures um, of the, the Black Monk. There are some fantastic pictures of this of this Black Monk, which I will post on the Mind Poppers pod Instagram. And I'll also put up a couple of videos of people contacting spirits, of people allegedly contacting the spirit of the little girl. I hope you enjoyed this episode into the exploration of the Pritchard family and their time at 30 East Drive. I am Adam O'Reilly for the Mind Poppers podcast. I will see you next week. But in the meantime, stay woke. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.